back, everyone, to another episode of Power Word Crit. My name is Corin, and I will be your dungeon master today. With me are four great players. They are... I'm Kayla, and I am playing Celestine Peacechild. I'm Ander, and I'm playing Wesley Eldridge. I'm Ashlyn, and I'm playing Izzy Welkenmov. I'm David, and I'm playing Lord Usarker Von Pride. All right, last game. Usarker and Wesley met up with some guards at a guard tower. And after a brief introduction with the guards of Burdusk, they were directed to a commanding officer named Captain Raduriel. Raduriel led them to City Hall and after waiting a while, met the High Magistrate. The High Magistrate was surprised that Wesley and Usarker could identify which group was responsible for these attacks. And after this revelation, the High Magistrate asked to meet them again the next day to give them time to corroborate information with the other cities who were attacked. The next morning, Usarker met up with Celestine and Izzy and brought them back to Burdusk. Wesley made some new friends with a woman named Mina and her knitting crew and learned of a man named Lord Faradin who had been missing for about a month. Rumors were going around that he had disappeared because he'd stolen some magical artifacts and goods from former employers, and they were after him. Once the whole group reunited, they met with the High Magistrate again and learned that the cult may be looking for something specific based on what other towns were reporting. The High Magistrate also gave you guys a list of known former cultists, one of which was Lord Faradin. After leaving the meeting, someone bumped into Celestine and dropped a note in her pocket, stating that someone was at the Tempest Chapter House outside of town, that he was hurt, and that she needed to hurry. Last where we left off, Celestine, you had pulled out this piece of parchment, and it says that somebody is hurt, that they need help and you need to hurry. What do you do? Did we have an actual plan for to go do something now? Well, I think that we need to go track down the list of people that the magistrate gave us. I mm-hmm. hold up said mm-hmm. list and shake it a little bit. Like, we've got Lady Reynard the Brown, Sir Collard the Wise, Lord Terracus, and Lord Faradin. These are all people who have connections to the dragon cult. What time is it? Right now, it's uh, it's just afternoon. Cool. So, um, do we want to split up, look for clues, and meet back here uh, for dinner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Celestine's going to go to the chapter house. Nice. <laughs> Split the party. Yeah. Cover more ground. Do you, do you want someone to come with you, or are you good by yourself? I would love backup. Okay, I'll come with you if no one else wants to go. Wesley, it's you and I then. Okay. <laughs> Unintentionally spinning the guys and the girls again. Oh, well. I mean, it seemed to work last time, so <laughs> let's do it. It's true. It's worked so far. I just didn't want Celestine go, to go by herself. I think I think Lord Sarker and I are building a, a wonderful bonding friendship here. Yes, you, me, the horses, and the cat. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yes, please take care of Whiskers. Actually, wait. You guys don't need the horses. The horses are being taken Where, how care of. How far are you going? Two miles. You guys managed to go get the horses, and you ride off into the distance. So, we will start with Wesley Newsarker. Excellent. Makes sense, because we're traveling. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, do we want to hit up these people first? Or do we want to see about some of those goods that they promised us? I think that we should beat the pavement, if you will, and knock on some doors, and let's let's see what we can find out. Ugh, instead of being the person all the investigators are knocking on, we can be the investigators. Mm-hmm. 
let's see we have lady reynard the brown and lord Terragus. it seems like a lot of these people are nobility or something like that uh, my understanding was that a number of them were old members of the city guard. Is that correct, DM? Yeah, two of them are retired members of the city guard, and two of them are uh, nobles in the area. So would you get lady and lord in your title if you were... You have to have, like, you have to be a lord or a lady. You have to own property, right? Yes. Okay, so not well, just a mere guard. I'm assuming that Sir Colart the Wise is, in fact, a knight. I'm yes. assuming that Lady Reynard could either be a symbol of respect, but likely is a noble. Does that mean that Lord Tercius and Far Lords Tercius and Faradin are the non-nobility? Am I reading that correctly? So Lord Tericus and Lord Faradin are nobles. Ah. You're not sure about Lady Reynard, and Sir Colart is not a noble, does not own land. Really? And is just a retired. On your sheet, you also have last known address. Of these people, Lady Reynard lives in the Narrows. Sir Colart lives in the Roselamp District, and Lord Tericus and Lord Faradin live in the High Keep. Ah, I believe that look, looking at my map, that we are the closest to High Keep. Perhaps it makes sense to go and visit them first. Absolutely, let's do it. You guys end up wandering around a bit. You see. Literally any type of artisan craft that you can think of is just people out there doing it right on the street. Like there's woodworkers on the street just carving stuff up real quick. It's This area seems to be slightly more touristy than some of the other places that you have been, mostly because there's all these artisans and the houses are very much more well-kept than where you guys were staying. It's very much a scenic walkabout, if you will. You manage to come up to a house. The house is very large. It's much larger than most houses in this area. And it looks to be about two or three stories. And it has kind of a rustic feel. And there's there's vines growing on the side. And it's actually very pretty. Which house is this? Is, we, we would know that this is either Lord Tarakus or Lord Faradin's house. Which one do you want to look up first? Do they both have unusually large houses? They do. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest that we go for the one of interest, Lord Faradin. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you look on the plaque and you see Faradin household in four different languages. <laughs> this is quite an interesting estate. Very large for the middle of a city. I wonder if this is his primary residence or whether he has a manse in the country as well. Either way, he must have been a person of great wealth and influence to maintain such a place. I'm gonna be a distraction. What's the fourth language? I'm an elf dwarf. Gnome. No. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so you're counting like, wait a second. Before we proceed, what do we know about this Faradin fellow, aside from the fact that he was recently involved in a scandal? That's pretty much it. Is it that that scandal seemed to involve magic items, selling thereof? Hmm. The unfortunate, uh, I, he's one, assumedly one of the few remaining older nobility. And my understanding from the news we gained from Baldur's Gate is that the nobility in Berdusk have been less than noble and more impoverished as time goes on. Here? In Berdusk? Okay. Yes. But that's just hearsay from Baldur's Gate. I want to look around at the grounds. Are we, are we looking like 
essentially on the doorstep or is there like a gateway and a considerable amount of distance in between? Yeah, so there's a gate. There's a raw iron gate. It's huge. It's got like horses and stuff on it, like very ornate, very stylish, very fancy. And then there is a white brick wall that goes all the way around the estate. So you could, I mean, you could try to jump the wall if you so desire, but the wall is 15 feet high. And the wrought iron gates are locked. There's a big padlock on it. Okay. But if you want to do just a, a perception or investigation from where you are, you're more than welcome to. Remind me, do we have we have um, rights of authority from the magistrate? Yes. Yeah. So I am going to look around for a high keep guard. All right, go ahead and make a investigation check. Not very good. Are they that hard to find? <laughs> I think so, probably. Investigation of 13. Oh, that's not too bad. I have a big bonus. <laughs> you end up wandering around a fa- about five minutes down different streets, and you finally find a guard. Oh, hello. How may I help you? Uh, hello. What's she look like? She is very, very short. She looks to be a gnome. And she very happy, very spry, and willing to help. Uh, she looks like a newbie. Hello, miss. Hello. I am employed by the high magistrate to investigate a certain Lord Faradin. The estate seems to be locked up. If you're not busy, could you procure the keys for us? Um, do you have anything from the high magistrate claiming yes, who you right are? right here, I say, and I pull out the paper. Yeah, and there's a seal of the High Magistrate on there. Oh, um, I don't know. Listen, I've only been on the job for like a month, so give me a second and let me contact my superior and I will get right back to you. Is that all right? Of course. Yeah, just, um, you know what? How would you follow me so I don't lose you? That seems smart. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she happily skips along. And leads you right back to the uh, guard tower that you originally saw when you first entered the inner wall. And she goes, Captain Ryder L, I need help, please. And you see that short man come out again. Oh, hello. How are you doing? Again. Nice to meet you again. Yes, it, it is good to see you. We are on official business again. Oh. Seems that we are prone to do such things. And are on the magistrate's order to investigate, particularly Lord Faridun's estate. Oh. But what, since we're in the area, also the estates of Lord Terricus. Okay. If we could have assistance and aid from the guard in that as well, that would be appreciated. Oh, good, oh. good idea, Strucker. I'd hate to have to run back here every single time. Every single time. Uh, do you have papers? We do. Showing them. Okay. Look, look, see that the big old giant, giant shiny seal on there. I see it. It's very shiny. Uh, let's let's find a locksmith. About thirty minutes later, a locksmith shows up. Apparently, the guard does not keep keys to pretty much every estate here. However, a locksmith does show up. You manage to convince them to do what they're supposed to be doing, and you guys now have access to Lord Faridin's estate. So uh, we'll go over to Lord Terracus's. We haven't heard from him in a while, too. We'll, um, really? Hmm. Yeah, we better go do a, a welfare check on him. 
And he goes, his his house is about five houses down and on the next street over. You can't miss it. It's it's the blue one. Do you have a member of the guard who could be about with us as we're doing this? We wouldn't want people to come to the wrong conclusion as we investigate. Ooh, I can do it. I can do it. You would be perfect. Yes. Stand guard. Make sure to take any looky-loos away from here. We don't want any more rumors about the lords. And he rolls his eyes. And is there anything else I can help you with? Uh, no, I think that that's got us pretty well taken care of. Thank you. Awesome. Onward to Lord Tarakus's house. Right. You guys are able to get in. The oh. lawn, by the way, stretches about 50 feet. I mean, it's quite long. Mm-hmm. To, to the front door, I should say. What was the name of this incredibly perky um, gnome? Captain, oh, the perky gnome? Yes. Yeah, the one who's Our with Our escort or guard. Her name was Tilly Roundcap. I'm Tilly. What's your guys' names? I'm sorry, I should have asked that first. I am Wesley Eldridge of the Eldridge Exchange of Greenest. Nice to meet you, and she holds out her hand. I shake it. She shakes it vigorously. super vigorously. Yes. <laughs> We, if there's a moment there where we both just like shake hands like a ton. <laughs> <laughs> and yours? I'm Lord Usarker Von Pride. Nice to meet you. And she holds out her hand. I look at her hand. Don't don't okay. mind him. He, he's dignified. Oh, right. Um, I will stand here, and you do your investigating. I'll just be right here, standing guard. Hey, don't look at this place. This is not for you. Perfect. <laughs> She yells at some random passerby. Wesley, she's going to do her job. Let us get to ours then. Yep. Okay. You walk up the 50 feet to get to the front door. And this estate is empty. It's abandoned. There is nobody around. Does it look abandoned? And if so, for how long? Based on your passives, there are weeds starting to grow. You can see in the in the back, there's weeds growing. You have not seen any movement at all since you've been here and there are no lights on if you want to find out anything further you'd have to do an investigation check if not in practice it is abandoned in heart and soul mm-hmm. I'd say let's go up to the door and try the handle yeah you try the handle it opens ooh spooky old house kind of odd actually to lock the front gate but not the door yeah I expect that we will find all manner of ill repute in here who, you know, mm. would while away the time at night at least. And probably have raided the place since the theater. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the without any guards or anything, I'm surprised wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if people just, you know, were hopping over that wall. Mm-hmm. I, I admit that I contemplated it a little bit if we weren't gonna be able to find a guard. So. Mm-hmm. What do we see inside? Inside, it's very dark. It's a little dusty, so it definitely hasn't been touched in in a bit. And it looks completely untouched. You walk into this entryway, there's chandeliers going all the way down the hallway. There are glass tables holding what looks to be very expensive items. And none of them look to be touched at all. Interesting. That's really strange. Wesley, go ahead and make an Arcana check for me, please. Uh, that's going to be a 14. 
As you guys are looking around, you notice that there are symbols and beautiful architecture on the wood and on the wallpaper in the house. As you focus in on some of the symbols, you realize that this looks like an arcane symbol. Like it's just repeating over and over and over again. It's on the wood, it's on the wallpaper, and it seems to also be on almost every single piece of furniture. Can I tell what the arcane symbol means or just that it's arcane? With a 14, you're not entirely sure what it would do, but it looks to be in the class of abjuration. I guess the question is, is this a ornamentation thing? If it's an abjuration, it is by definition a protective ward of some sort, but whether or not it's a protective ward against dust or it's a protective ward against looters. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and communicate that to Usarker. Hold on, you be careful around here. I point to the symbol in its many instances on the different items. I think we know why these haven't been taken. Is that I think the previous owner left some spells to protect it. We probably want to tread carefully. I'm going to take a war dart and I'm going to throw it at one of the symbols. Nothing happens. Just sticks in it. Well, whatever it is, it didn't react to that. If there's a handy vase or something like that, I'm just going to like pick it up. Nothing happens. Idle over and walk over to another room while carrying the vase. Everything's fine. Okay. Well, probably as long as we don't take things out or something. Or or it's a protection against dust. Or I'm going to grab my war dart and pull it back out of whatever I stuck it into. Very well. Let's begin our investigation. Take note of what this particular symbol looks like. Let's not get lax just because we see them. If we see mm-hmm. a different type of symbol, beware. Yeah. So, as I said, you guys enter the entryway, and the entryway is 20 feet long, and it's 10 feet wide. So it's, it's a fairly, fairly large entryway. There, as, as you go down about halfway, there are doors into other rooms, and there are rooms on the other side of that and rooms on the other side of that. So you can, it's, you can actually see, like, into multiple rooms as it goes around. At the end of the hall, it looks like there's more openings that way that lead to the left or the right. Okay. I think going slowly and looking you know, around as we go, and we don't know what we're looking for. We'd like to question him, but he is likely fled, and we would need to know where, I think. Yeah. Any indications are what we're looking for. So the hallway from the entrance, the entranceway is about 10 feet wide. It goes down 20 feet halfway down the entryway there were rooms but as you looked into those rooms you could see archways into other rooms and then other rooms you also noticed at the end of the entryway there are what look to be openings into what look to be more rooms left or right can i see any stairs or anything is this a multi-level building or is it this is a multi-level three levels yeah, uh, from what you can guess, it's two or three levels. There may be an attic. There may be a third level. You mm-hmm. can't quite tell. You do not see any stairs at this point. I'm going to scamper down the hallway ahead. Okay. Make a dexterity saving throw. I'm just kidding. Okay. Fireball, everyone dies. No. So you get down to the end of the hallway. <laughs> and there goes the house. <laughs> there goes the house. We knew you were a um, sorcerer of that sort. <laughs> <laughs> you get down to the hallway, or at the end of the hallway, and... You notice that the wall 
it it kind of curves a little bit at the end of the hallway. But you do see into two more rooms. And they also look to have curved walls that are on the same wall as the end of this hallway. So just kind of repeating room kind of stuff? Kind of. I'm going to continue that direction, I think. So you can either go right or left. Oh. You've reached the end of the hallway. But the, the end of the hallway, it's curved. I can't show my, my the listeners, but it's curved like this. <laughs> so it curves it, away from us. Yeah, it curves away from you. Yeah. Okay. And if it's you look into the room... convex. Correct. So if you look to the room on the right and the left, that curve is continuing on that same wall. But there are rooms there. Okay. So I'm going to poke my head to the right. Okay. You poke your head into the right, and it looks to be a dining room. Beautiful wood-carved floors, beautiful chandeliers with hundreds and hundreds of crystals hanging above the dining room table. The dining room table looks to extend to hold 30, 40, 50 people. It's quite large. Nice duds. Yeah, it's also a square one, so you can fit multiple people on each side. Mm -hmm. Super cool. It was definitely made in Burdesk because this is excellent quality. It also probably isn't coming out of the room. It's not coming out of the room, no. <laughs> not sure how you got it in there, but... Probably assembled in the room. Yeah. <laughs> are there further exits from this room? There are. As you entered in this room, there is another doorway. Still curving, but it leads into another room on that same wall. So, so far you've got two rooms that are curved, and then you see entrances to more rooms that are curving. And where is this continuing curve? Because you said the dining room itself is square or rectangular. The, the dining room table. Wow. The yeah. dining room is a what shape? Just a giant curve? Kind of like a kind of like a pie shaped, but with, with a, a convex circle in the middle. My pies are usually circular. Just to make it easier for you guys, when you guys go into the next room, you're starting to get the layout of this this house. And it looks like that this house has a circular wall in the middle, followed by rooms that go around it in a bigger circle. Ah, that makes that sense. That are cut out, so they look like pie shapes with that, that central oh, circle okay. now out. I, they're wedges and, from the pie kind of thing. Yeah, okay. they're wedges from the pie. So when you guys first walked into that entryway, there was a an outer room circle. When you got to the end of the entryway... There was an inner circle, and it goes all around this this circular wall. As you guys circle through this area, you don't see a staircase, but you know there's a second and, and possibly a third level, but you don't see a staircase. But there's all these rooms. You see a dining room, you see a really beautiful sitting room, you see a library. So but as just... we're going around this ring, are there any rooms on the inside of the ring, or are they all on the outside? They're all on the outside. Okay. Hmm. It seems a little strange that, I mean, there's nothing in the middle, but do do you think there's maybe a secret doorway or something? Are there any windows into the middle section? Into the middle wall? No, but there are windows on the outer outer wall that you can see the grassy area and the city of Burdusk. So, wrapping the inner wall... What is it made out of? Good old wood from the forest of sharp teeth? Yes. Okay. 
beautifully painted. Some some of the rooms have bookcases on them. Some of them, it's bare. Some rooms, there's like tea sets going all the way up in, in a beautiful display. So... I would like to roll an investigate check to see if, you know, as we're walking along this inner wall to see if I can find anything, a servant's entrance, a secret whatever. All right, go ahead and do an investigation check. I would like to use a mastery dice. Cool. Also, as Usarker's rolling this, Wesley, you notice that symbol is all over the place. Is it only on, like, valuable items? I mean, I guess the, probably the whole house is valuable, but, like... It's on furniture. It's on the floor in some areas. It's on the ceiling in others. Like sometimes it's woodworked into the walls itself. It hmm. seems to be everywhere. And sometimes there's a minor variation around it, but the symbol itself always stays constant. It looks like a family crest, perhaps. Hmm. Okay. That would make sense. In 20 years, it might be considered gaudy, but right now it's in style. I have a 31 on my investigation check. Oh. Wait, what? 31? Because the battle mastery dice on investigation gives me an extra d8. I rolled an 8, and I rolled a 17, and I have my bonus. Whew. <laughs> well, Usarker just mysteriously disappears and ends up in a different game. His investigation was so good, he realized that this is a, this is a game. Broke the third wall. <laughs> and the fourth wall. The fourth wall. Whichever wall that is. <laughs> so, Usarker, you're going around. You do notice that the size and variation of this never changes. It's it's always the same curvature. And with your Usarker eyes, you know that this is a... They're very human. Yeah. This is a, like, 20-degree circular thing. I mean, it's very large. And... You have the feeling that maybe the staircase might be hidden. Mm -hmm. So you start tapping on the walls and it feels solid. You go to the next room, solid. Next room, solid. You go back into the dining room and it feels hollow. And there's nothing on this wall here. All right. Wesley, this one is different. Solid. Sorry. I just, <laughs> you, you, you are saying like, oh, it's all, it's all, it's all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, awesome. Great. I um, begin to look about and see if there is any contraption. We had a number of interesting mechanisms such as this in my home in Baldur's Gate. They could be very clever. Are there... Which room is this in? Or does the it dining room. The dining room. Okay. That very first room you went into. I will say because of that 31, holy Toledo, as Wesley was pointing out those symbols to you, you notice that one looks slightly different. That is about halfway up the wall, and it seems indented rather than poking out. All the woodwork is... Extruded? Carved into it's yeah extrude. What is it? What is it? Is it poking out or poking in? So this symbol is poking in, so it looks like somebody carved into it. While the other ones looked like they carved on top of the wall and mm. stuck it on the mm. wall. So engraved versus embossed. Thank you. That's I'm, what I was thinking. I look at this and I examine it for signs of 
function? Were people using their greasy hands to manipulate this, or were they using a metal object that would leave scrape marks? You see minor, minor ticks and chips in the engraving. We are looking for a device, some like a, sort like a of key or something. Perhaps, except mm. that it's going to be hidden and disguised as a family crest or whatever this thing is. The symbol that's been all over everywhere. Mm. Um, what was the symbol on any loose items? Or was it all on furniture and fixtures? It was on anything that looked valuable and on the house itself. However, this symbol looks slightly different. It doesn't quite match the rest of them, but if you weren't looking for it, it would look the same. It's just slightly different. I expect that they either kept it on their person or not too far from here. It would be tedious to go back and forth too much to get into such a large room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way that the the ticks are and the chips are, it looks like you have to trace it in a certain pattern. You might be able to get away with something mundane to do this if you don't quite have a key. So you're saying it's not a symbol so much as it is an Etch-a-Sketch. Yeah. Just trace it with your finger or you know, some, some material or something like that in a specific pattern. Would the end of my dagger the pommel fit in there? It would, but you're going to have to do a dexterity check. Well, that isn't... I don't know, actually, who has a higher, uh, more skilled dexterity between the two of us. I'd be willing to give it a try. Sure, why not? I don't think there's any harm in, you know, you starting and then me starting. Wesley kind of, like, rubs his hand together. Okay, let's... I will say that, again, that stinking 31, because you're amazing... Mm-hmm. Um, you can help guide him through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I give you the help action. Cool. All right. Go ahead and roll your dexterity check with advantage, sir. Good thing I had advantage because first roll was a one. Oh, no. <laughs> Second roll was a 17 plus Ooh. two or a 19. Nice. All right. With Usarker's help and his deductive reasoning, you guys very quickly figure out this maze of a symbol on how to properly carve this dagger into it to get it to do what you want it to do. And as you reach certain points, in a specific order, you hear a tick, 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 tick. And after the fifth one, the symbol itself kind of moves in just a little bit. And you hear And a room that you didn't realize was there, the door opens up, and you have a whole other room. However, you do not see stairs. What you do we see? see absolutely nothing. There is nothing in there. Jump. Is it black nothing? White nothing? It's dark. You cannot see. There's no light or anything in here. Mm. Ah, the secrets of old houses. Perhaps we should get a light. I'm going to go look around for one. Yeah, it's easy enough to find. What have we been using for light previously to this? How dark Celestine? is it in here? No. How dark <laughs> is it in here in this building? Were, were there any candles or anything? Because like there are no imp- that we might have been able to light up. There are no yeah. interior. Yeah, win- there are no interior windows. Are there exterior windows on this donut? Yes. Okay. 
and those exterior windows do not illuminate this area. Does it look unusual in that they do not, or is it just a natural result of the angling? For, are you saying inside the... Right, so if so there are exterior the windows, angle, but there are no interior wing, yeah. Yeah, so based on where this indoor chamber is, the light would not be able to get in here, just mm. but where it's positioned. I'm going to grab a candlestick. Yeah, candlesticks with wax um, are very easy to find. And I'm going to bring, the, bring it close to my mouth and blow on it. And it lights flame. I, I use prestidigitation to light it. All right, you do that. And I reach the candlestick in and take a step into the darkness. <laughs> uh, very quickly, you realize that there is no bottom. So you probably don't <sighs> want to step completely Wesley. in there. But as you as you realize, oh no, there's no bottom, you look down, you see a giant sigil on the bottom of this, what should have been a stairwell, you think. And at the bottom of the stairwell, well, what should have been, is what you know, because you have done enough research in your life to know that this is a teleportation circle. And you look up, and there is no second floor. There is no third floor. It literally just ends. It just is void or like end of the room? Like, it's void. Okay. Nothing is there. It looks like it just all disappeared. The room is gone. All the rooms above are gone. Define gone. He raises his candle light up to where a room should be and he sees what? Nothing. This is just darkness. Just darkness. We see a arcane symbol can at the we, bottom. Can that we see like... the lip of the wood and other sculpting where it meets into this and curves over? Yeah, so you can see where the the first floor ends. Mm -hmm. You can see all that. That's there. Nothing else is. I'm going to cast Firebolt into the darkness. Just to add, see how far it goes. It does create some illumination, I assume. Yeah, so you, you do that. What's the range on that? Uh, it is 120 feet. Well, you have very much hit the ceiling very quickly. It's all wood. <laughs> the house burns down. Success. <laughs> well, if it hasn't caught, caught, like I might be able to snuff it out. Okay. I was about to say, like, are you sure you want to burn this house down? <laughs> So yeah, it, it manages. It goes up there, and I, I was casting it forward. Oh, forward! Sorry. Into the darkness. Forward into the Not darkness. Not the ceiling. Yeah, the 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 far. circular the circular area that you can see how it connects all these different rooms is about fifty feet wide. Okay. Yeah. So it, there is a room here. It is not a endless void. No. Okay. That was but the purpose do... of my action. So this is a fifty foot diameter central void. Yeah. So you do see that there are grooves where like stairs would have been and you can see the outline every once in a while of a stair that goes up. So you know that something was here, but it no longer is. It's just gone. That being said. Hi folks, Ashlyn here with a quick announcement. From everyone here at Powered Crit, we want to thank you for listening and supporting the show. And just like adventurers who sometimes need a little help with fighting the BBEG, we need your help too. By telling your friends about Power Word Crit, not only will it give you a DM inspiration, but it'll also help me, I mean you, to level up to 20. So, here's the plan. 
Between episode releases, each person who tweets about the show and uses the hashtag PowerWordCrit will give you a shout-out in an upcoming episode. Thanks, and on with the show. Celestine and Izzy, you are galloping along. Celestine, you know where, where you're going. You've been yep. here before. Yep. By the way, the day is pretty nice and sunny. So much nicer than the last couple of days of rain that we've been traveling oh, through. yes. Yeah, this is much better. Speaking of that, you you guys pass by a few people who are coming from a neighborhooding town, and they they mention that the weather's been very very weird in this area recently. Wait, oh, <laughs> I can't really <laughs> figure that out. The like the forecast was not saying that there was going to be rain, but there were two crazy rainstorms. I hear the I rain mean, was late. Our forecasts ever really accurate? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, you hear one of the uh, the men on their own say, true that, and then just continuing on. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, after okay. after a short while of galloping, you see a, what looks to be a shrine coming up on the distance, and it's to the, it's on the left side of the road, or I guess the north side. Okay. Because um, you guys are heading east. Well, I'm following you, Celestine. This is, this is your stomping grounds. What shrine is this? This, you recognize anywhere. This is a, a chapter house of Tempest for the Order of Arabelle. Oh, okay. So it's chapter house, not just the shrine. Correct. Okay, cool. Well, on over we go. So as you guys approach this building, it's beautifully carved. Again, you're in Burdusk. Everything is beautiful. It has the a wonderful carved symbol of Tempest on it. You see reds. You see tapestries hanging down on on the front of it and it looks very solid like the temple of Chantea looked decently solid but this one looks like it's not going anywhere no earthquake could probably take this down no earthquake or army yep it's very solid as you guys approach you see someone in red robes look at you and wave at you Hello, fellow travelers. Are you are you here to stay? I uh, do I recognize this person at all? You do. This is the Direhar. Oh, so okay. this person is a dwarf. She's very short, uh, very short-ish. She's about five two. She has beautiful black hair and a wonderful braided beard that would make anybody jealous. Ooh, okay. I greet her, and I say, Direhar Morton, it's good to see you again. Oh, Hard Harpy's Child, I didn't realize you co- were coming back here. I thought I... you were heading home. Your tour's done. I thought so, too. And then some, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the uh, events in the area? Oh, yes. Um, uh, excuse me, could you could you take my post, please? Per- perfect. You see another person come. They're wearing black this time, and they take charge outside. Sits in a seat, you know, waves at people as they pass on. Pass by, not on. That would be really sad. (laughs) (laughs) Waves at them as they die and pass on. Yes. (laughs) They stand at the doorway, waving. Except for those lucky few who come back. with you. (laughs) So the Direhar leads you, ushers you to in. Uh, Nice to meet you, my my dear. Uh, I am... Dyerhar Morton, 
I am Izzy, Izzy Welkinmov. Nice to meet you, Izzy. Welcome to... And she kind of looks at Celestine for confirmation of what she to say. She knows. Welcome to our chapter house of the Order of the Battle of Arabelle. This is one of our stations here, and Celestine is one of our hardhars who goes out and does missions for us every once in a while. I turn to Izzy and I say, a warrior priest, essentially. Yeah. She's great at it, by the way, pointing to Celestine. Oh, she is the best. We send her on the hard missions because we know she'll get them done. About what's been happening. We have heard reports from other chapter houses that things are happening in the smaller towns. What do you know? Well, from and what she, we've she, seen... At this point, she's ushered you into an office. Oh, okay, good. And she shuts the door. What What have you know? What do you know? So we were... I was... I finished up my last battle. I went to Greenest, the nearest town, to uh, rest and to head over to Baldur's Gate since that was the last battle I had for my tour. And I was immediately attacked by a dragon overhead and then a bunch of kobolds and dragon cult priests. Dragon? Yes, it was a blue one. A teen, oh, mercy uh, me. Barely adult dragon. I think he called himself Lenithin. I unfortunately don't know much about dragons or dragon names, but... Uh, Warlion Seizung might, but he will return in a few weeks. He's he's checking up on the other chapter houses. Unfortunately, I could we can send word to the Warlion if if you think this is dire enough. Yes, uh, we are working with the High Magistrate Burdesk, and we've learned that there's some information regarding some previous ex-cultists that used to live in the city that are now gone. They don't know where they went. Two of the, what was it? Two of them are still were working in the two army Two of them still. were retired. Two of them were retired and then two of them were still working and they've abandoned post essentially. Okay. So two of them have abandoned post and they have no idea where they're at. There's rumors abounding but that's our best lead is to figure out what the cult might be up to. And, and which cult is this? There are many in Burdusk. The dragon cultist. The cult of the dragon. Yes. They're back. Yes. Did they ever leave? Oh, we thought they did. They stopped bringing Draco liches into this world. Do you point, have no idea point. how many times we had to take down baby Draco liches? Is that before Celestine's time? That is much before Celestine's okay, time. Just I didn't ask. even know that was a thing. I'm trying to decide I just that's figured an that cults never really go away. <laughs> much like religion. Baby Draco liches. Right? Baby Draco liches. <laughs> yeah, I fought a couple of them and oh, they are nasty. I thought they had disappeared. They they've never they haven't brought anything back for decades. Well, during the battle, and I explain I kind of run through the sequence of events with her, explaining how there were many, many kobolds that were there. Many Various humanoid priests of various levels, including Madame something something and Madame Mudface. Yes. And let's see here dra the Dragon Claw and the Champion. I don't remember the champion's name. I think that's all we got. So, yeah. Well, there's a. Apparently, from what we've heard from the High Magistrate, that was probably the biggest incursion that has been around in this area. Other areas have just been completely sacked. 
but they haven't had any dragons, and I don't think anyone's reported kobolds or anything. No one's reported those dragon priests, but they very clearly told us that they were dragon priests or of the dragon cult. And they also mentioned something about dragon eggs in a cavern. What was it? North, south, south, south of Burdusk. We have south of Greenest. Oh, and they also have kicked out a band of orcs and half-orcs from their area, and apparently ha oh yeah, they have wyverns too. And there's the wyverns set up in these caves. There's a lot. Her a eyes lot. are just it was a wide and you see her picking at her her beard, and she pulls out the, the hair tie, and she starts braiding it again in nervousness as you guys are doing this. <laughs> uh, she's a nervous braider. Oh, and they kept looking for braider. shiny. They kept. I don't know why. Arvis was looking for shiny, but apparently other places was looking for valuable stuff like gold. I think our kobolds weren't too uh, bright, and they were getting anything that was shiny, including kitchen sinks. This is very unnerving. This does not sound like the cult from 50 years ago. I vaguely heard about 40 so years ago that they went under a basically a new management, but they have been quiet. I thought they the new management just disbanded everybody. This is not okay. Sounds and like she starts to like, ground up. They're trying to make their own little baby dragons instead of uh Raising baby dragoliches. If they are doing something with dragon eggs, and you see she has like those, like a war flashback glaze over, what they used to do was steal dragon eggs, and when they hatched, kill them and then turn them into dracoliches. Do they even grow after that point? No, they're an absolute menace. They could des they could destroy Burdusk in a matter of hours. Seven year olds can do that. It'd be like it would be as crazy as turning children into vampires. That's just a terrifying thought. And yet That's just such terrifying. a common trope of stories. Ha, Twilight. Anyways. Ha Let's interview not. with a vampire. <laughs> They're they're unstoppable. They have no intelligence. They have they they did not grow up. They just kill and eat and kill and eat. Yeah, if with, this with is what they're doing energy. with boundless energy, it, exactly. And she's she has now like gone into like fishtail braiding. She's starting Ooh. to do different different types of braids. This is if they're trying to do this again. That I will. Am, I, I'm gonna go talk to the war lion. He's gonna need to know this. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, uh, the reason I came was, A, to tell you, but also, I would like to continue looking into this. Yes, uh, please do. Okay. Please. Cool. <laughs> Wanted to make sure I was on the official assignment before I go gallivanting off onto the countryside. You can't go home. <laughs> yeah, pretty oh, much. Oh, right. Um, would you like us to send word to your husband for you. Yes, yes. If you have a, a pen or a p p p pens, yes. <clears throat> if you have a quill and paper, I can pen up something and parchment. Parchment. She shoves over a stack that. of papers and some parchment or uh, some parchment and some quills to you. I will be right back. And you can tell she's like full on panicking. She did live through the Draco liches and you do know that 
She's normally pretty calm, but some war stories kind of get to her. And she just, yep. she basically just runs out. Okay. I will start penning a letter to my dear sweet husband at Baldur's Gate and tell him to send my love to the kids. And I will, I'm protecting the world and I'm not sure how long this one will take. But Making I'll keep sending word to him. For humanity. Yep. I might give him a brief description of kind of what's going on so he has an idea. Uh, I think that's about it, though. Okay. After a while of you guys just sitting there. Okay, never mind. I'm also writing letters to each of the kids now. Okay. <laughs> you see another Hardhar walk in, and he looks a little befuddled and says, Where's where's the where's the dire horror? She uh went to talk to uh send a message to the war lion. Okay. Uh somebody just arrived and they're hurt. Oh yeah, I was supposed to do <laughs> that. I got sidetracked by dragons. I Do you have I I don't have any healing today. Do you have any healing? Yes. Can you can you help us figure out what's going on? They just arrived. I'm take me to him. The him her him. Him? Okay, take me to him. Okay. I'm going to be very upset, Corn, if this is my husband. Well then. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. On that note. Dragon cults have stolen all of your children. Your oh husband's on his deathbed. Oh my gosh, I would be so upset. I would be so upset. Celestine would be so upset. He leads you quickly into another side chamber, and this looks to be some sort of hospital wing. There's multiple beds. And you see a... Man, he looks very young, around maybe late teens, early 20s. Very, very young. Okay. And he is convulsing. Oh, that's... You see mm. three other humanoids standing around them. One is an elf, one's a gnome, and one's, one's another dwarf. And they are panicking. The elf is like, please, please, help him. We don't know what's wrong. It's Help him. And the gnome uh, is looking really angry and she and she's like i need someone to help and she starts foaming at the mouth a little bit oh my goodness okay (laughs) i am going and and the dwarf is like please someone someone help and okay with a great deal of air of authority and knowing exact knowing what exactly what i'm gonna do i'm just radiating that feeling Mm -hmm. i tell everyone quiet down tell them to move away tell me tell me what's happening uh, why is he convulsing? What happened? I, uh, the elf says, uh, we, we were contracted by someone in Baldur's Gate to search for a missing person. And they, they said that this person was in or around Burdusk. We, we were checking out a town about five miles south here of here, and we were looking for clues for this person. Court said that he felt something prick the back of his neck. And you are like, court, and you look down. This is your son convulsing on uh-huh. the ground. Uh-huh. Really? Yep. Uh-huh. The youngest <laughs> of my children. I, he said that he felt something on the back of his neck, and uh, a, a few hours later, we didn't find anything about the person, but... He, he started convulsing, and we rushed him here because he told us that his mom was a follower of Tempest and of this order and that they could help us. Can you help him? 
Well, you found his mother. Congratulations. What? <laughs> Everyone immediately backs away like 10 <laughs> feet because he has... They Apparently, they have also heard stories about you as well. Oh, many a they story. They know much about you. Many a story. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Your uh... son is convulsing on the bed. Okay. Um. Well, let's do... He's also starting to foam in his mouth. Okay, so he's is he still he's still alive because he's convulsing. Yes. So we're gonna do a medicine check real quick. Go ahead. The okay. uh, this is not the time for low rolls. Right, but the other person is there with you, and if you ask them to help, they will give yes, you advantage. Yes, help, please. Yes, of course, of course. What do you need? Okay, much better. Oh, okay, seventeen. I ask her to help me figure out. Okay, what does this look like? It looks like he's been poisoned, maybe. You said thirteen. 17. 17. Okay, thank you. So, looking at him, you you uh you recognize the the foam, like the foam is yellow and it it looks infected, but you recognize that this is this is the same thing that was happening to that orc the night before. And you remember that that was a neurotoxin, which is a type of poison. I am immediately Okay, now I have to remember which which herbs went to which. There is one set of herbs that went for the meat because the you second rolled... set of herbs that went for the poison <laughs> so what w- what was your first roll by the way it was 11 well it's a good thing you got that 17 because the check was 15 to oh. recreate the antidote that oh. Petula had made yeah you remember am... exactly you remember both you remember the food <laughs> spices that were delicious and you remember the antitoxin now okay. you do not remember the spell that she did she I did a spell, a spell on top of it, but you do remember the concoction she made. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll try this. So I send one of the acolytes in this area. I'm assuming we're like in the healing ward or something. I send one of the acolytes to get me the herbs I need. And I start pulling out materials and start putting things together. And then I give it to this per- uh, to my son. And does it work? Somewhat? It doesn't work as quickly because there was no spell involved. Okay. I will heal as well and do a healing word. Okay. At level two. Great. Go ahead and roll that for me, please. Okay. I have to see how I've cast this one. 1d4. Okay. 2d4. If I can find a d4. (laughs) Three plus... I don't usually use that. Okay. Four. Yay, all of Plus four. two, so it'd be five. Three plus Three, two? Yes. Okay. I, I can't do math. I am panicked, apparently. <laughs> yes. It's your son. He's dying. Okay. Healing word for five points. So it doesn't work quite as quickly, and you end up having to give him a second dose, but eventually the convulsions and the seizures calm down, the foaming stops, and he becomes quiet. You do see the rise and fall of his chest. He is breathing, but he is unconscious. Okay. What did the orc say again about the guy who got poisoned? She said that it seemed to be some sort of neurotoxin. When did he get it? You're not entirely sure. Hmm. Where were... So I asked this group, who uh, apparently is my son's adventuring party and ask them to give me more details about what this quest was, who were they looking for, 
And where were they exactly when he was pricked? The gnome steps up to you and she gives you an up, a once over. She says, I know you're his mom, but we're under, uh, we're under contract and we can't really tell you. How? I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. How old is she? She, she looks about went. like 18, oh 19 gosh. in gnome years. Uh-huh. Okay. This is our gig and we're going to get paid for it, okay? Did the client sign a confidentiality agreement? Uh, she looks over the to the she looks you? over to the dwarf and the dwarf shakes his head. But <laughs> no, but it's our job. Mhm. And yes, and one of your members is now injured. How were you planning on Oh, I don't know, figuring this out? Uh, well, we just are, okay? Who is this for? Can I intimidate? You can. Cool. You can ask them about their payment plan. This is the one that their was foaming insurance. at the mouth uh, oh, a while ago. Oh, this one. Yeah, 20. <laughs> 22. Mother Bear Rage comes out. Oh, no, you didn't, <laughs> honey. She, she takes a step back. Mm-hmm. Without realizing she does that, and then remembers that you're Court's mother, and shrinks within herself, and she says, "Sorry, ma'am. Uh, the uh, Abram, can, y- you know all the information, right?" And the dwarf just sighs. <laughs> oh no, she didn't even know any of the information, did she? <laughs> No, it doesn't want to tell me. Doesn't want to tell me because she doesn't know. Abram, which you now know is the dwarf, he <laughs> he rubs his face and says, "I apologize for her brusqueness. It comes in handy, but sometimes not so much with parents." We were hired by somebody enough. in Baldur's Gate to locate. A man who has been gone for about six weeks. We assumed that he had come to bird us to look at a former contact named Lord Farden. However, Lord Farden also seems to have been missing, but that was not our job, so we moved on. We we got some word that our target was in another town about five miles south of here. However, when court got hit we weren't quite to the town yet it was in the middle of this valley that in the middle of a valley of a small group of hills and he at first it didn't seem like anything was happening and then a few hours later he started convulsing and went unconscious and we rushed him here oh uh, sorry I forgot to tell you the the Target's name was Ergosa Von Pride. And that's where we'll end our session. Oh. I'm glad <laughs> the only one with a I mean, he's dead. This. Is Ergosa Usarker's uncle? uncle. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's dead. <laughs> he was part of the cult. Uh-huh. Is he dead or is he dead? <laughs> he's, in a, he's in the family mausoleum. <laughs> At least that's where he was last you saw him. Last I saw him. Hey everyone, this is Corin. Thank you for listening to this episode of Power Word Crit. 
For more information about us in this podcast, please visit us at PowerWordCrit.com. And a new PS starts now. So, Celestine, I heard them calling you a hearty har har. Why are they making jokes about you? A hearty har. Oh, 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 you mean, oh, that's my rank. Uh, you're a hardy har-har? Not, not quite. I am a hard-har, which is a warrior priest. Okay. I oversee battle contingents and lead men into war, essentially. Ah, okay. So it's not a laughing matter. No, definitely not. Very serious. We take ourselves very seriously. There are many other positions. There's like the war lion, who we came hoping to talk to. He is the high priest, and he sees over several chapters. The dire har... As we met, Dyerhar Morton is the guardian priest. She oversees one single chapter. So she's over this chapter here. After that, you've got four different positions. They kind of are all on the same rank and level, and they just cover different areas. So there's the Hardhar, which is the warrior priest. There's the Arahar, which is the battle chaplain. He oversees faith and morale and leads uh, religious services during battles. There's the Rothot, which is a swordmaster. As you can tell from the title, they have expertise in various matters of warfare. And then there's the stalwart, which is the priest. You'll generally find the priest here at the chapters where they uh, take care of various matters, they tend the fire, keep the shrines going, and accept offerings. After that, there's the acolyte, which is the beginning level, and basically any of the other positions usually has a lot of acolytes that work underneath them. So, and that's the hierarchy of the war priest of Tempest. The more you know. Uh-huh.